Welcome back to Ask a Leader. My next guest is Director and CEO of the Orange County Museum of Art, Todd Smith. In 2014, Todd Smith assumed the helm of the Orange County Museum of Art as director and CEO with many heady projects poised for execution, mainly preparing the museum for its move to a new home at the Costa Mesa Performing Arts Center. Prior to Orange County Museum of Art, Todd was the executive director of Knoxville Museum of Art in Knoxville, Tennessee, the Gibbs Museum of Art in Charleston, South Carolina, and finally the executive director at the Tampa Museum of Art. Additionally, Todd served as the president and CEO at the Plains Art Museum in Fargo, North Dakota, and held curatorial positions at the Mint Museum of Art in Charlotte, North Carolina, the Dayton Art Institute, and the Kinsey Institute. He earned his Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science and Art History at Duke University, and his Master's of Arts in Art History at Indiana University. Todd Smith completed graduate work at the Getty Leadership Institute and is a member of key national and international nonprofit and association boards. He comes to us today from the new location there in Santa Ana, correct? We are coming to you live from Santa Ana, yes. Welcome back to Ask a Leader, Todd Smith. It's great to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Well, kindly thank you. So there's lots of milestones in 2018, as you remind us on your most recent announcements uh, on the Internet. You've sold a Newport Beach property. There was a lot of drama about that, and that drama is for others to go search. Where That is not our theme here. You've unveiled the design for your new home by architect Tom Main of Morphosis. Do you want to talk a little bit about finding him and what you've transacted were the desires of OCMA. Gladly. So the museum chose Tom and his firm Morphosis back in 2008 as part of an international competition for the architect to build the museum's new home at, as part of Segerson Center for the Arts. And the museum over the last few years has worked with Tom on several designs for that site. The site that most of your listeners probably do know where it is, it's the large grassy area right next to the large Richard Serra sculpture at the Segerson Center. Um, and about three years ago, we went back to Tom and we said we we're ready to move forward with, with a new design. Let's start from scratch on a project together, which we did. And the uh, design that we... Truly? Came up with, we yep, truly right went from back scratch. To the, wow! Right back, back to start, and we said, you know, you as an architect have changed over these years, and we as an institution have changed, and we have clear ideas of what we want to be in the future, and you have clear ideas of what your practice is all about. So let's sort of rethink this together, and we had a amazing run working together on both the design and the space planning, and we've come up with a, a final design that. The board is extremely excited by, and so far the public response from our launch back in May, likewise, has been excited and energized for the for the future of the museum. And the model is available on exhibit at the new location, which we will take up, but we, we want to set the table now for what is going to be the new home. So I imagine he spent quite a bit of time all over the Sagerstrom Plaza. Tom did and had for, for, you know, the long time we've been working together and so really had a sense of how people used the plaza and used the center. 
We looked at traffic patterns, uh, pedestrian traffic patterns right. primarily, as to how people would approach the site. And then we also had the opportunity to see the designs for the arduous plaza as it was being developed and then unveiled. Um, and so Tom was able to, you know, think sort of rethink his design in keeping in mind what was happening with the plaza. And I think the design does a really wonderful job of integrating our building into the plaza, into the new plaza at the Sagerstrom Center with our staircase, our two staircases. Um, yes. And then finally, the design wraps ever so slightly around the Richard Serra. So there's a little bit of a sort of embrace of our building, of the Serra by our building. And then finally, it it continues the curvature of the uh, Sagerstrom Concert Hall, but it updates it to the 21st century. So really, I think it's a, it's, it's a home run in terms of the design and how it fits into the landscape of what already is there, but it definitely stands as its own building as well. So, you know, rarely do you have that opportunity to have three landmark and prominent buildings work together by three different architects over, I don't want to say four decades, as this center will do when it's completed in a few years. And I'm, it's a remarkable persistent theme, and you're talking about looking at pedestrian traffic patterns, is how there are so many interesting bridges happening in that whole section of Costa Mesa. It's a really intriguing theme, and I think it's asking that the pedestrians are, well, protected, honored, and accommodated. And also that, I mean, I think you're exactly right. And one of the things we wanted to to make sure the building did was it can be experienced on all four sides because there is, well, there is a front door, of course, there always has to be, but it's not a building that can hide its sides and its back because it's all exposed. And so that was, I think, a challenge for Tom and the team to constantly be mindful of that quality of the building, that people were able to walk around it and experience it you know, whether they're walking along Avenue of the Arts and there's a gallery in the building that looks out upon Avenue of the Arts. So, you know, you'll be able to look into the museum and see art from the street level. Then the plaza level, the plaza side itself, which is so dynamic and energetic with all that the center is doing to enliven that space. And then the south side of our building, which looks back toward the um, center tower building and that great work of sculpture that sits directly behind us in the parking deck. So, you know, we knew that people were going to be approaching us from, from all four sides. And so we wanted to make sure that every moment they saw us or thought about us was something that we had thought through. Well, two things about this as well is that it looks like the design will fit in to the extent that it looks like it had been there. Well, it's it has a very new look in a sense, but it but it will capture so much of the other themes that we're talking about that it will it will look like it, it'll be a guessing game for a new guest to figure out, you know, what which one, which structure came in first, which is the most recent one. Right. I think it will certainly have a, that kind of feel to it. And the other I was thinking is, what bigger uh, sort of function, uh, the, the um, structure of an, a museum is that is your permanent collection for all time. Right. It never yeah. changes. Right. Yeah. So the building is one of our biggest investments ever. Um, <laughs> arguably our biggest to date. And, um, you know, we look forward to, to finalizing. So I have a, a personal acquaintance with a couple of donors that are no longer living. And I remember fondly 
that they had a gallery in their name. And actually, it's sacred space. I think you and I have talked about this earlier, maybe Cassandra and I have talked about it, where uh, Cassandra, one of your curators there, that I want to know if this the sacred space in that that she had a memorial service, my dear departed donor of, of your museum. And I don't know if you're going, if you're beholden to bringing, keeping those donors' names in new spaces in the new museum. Well, generally speaking, institutions that build a new building are not legally held to continue the name of one space into a new building that has a similar space. Now, many institutions serve, will, will, honor the memory and the support that these individuals gave for the prior building in some new uh-huh. form or fashion in the new building. So we're still at the early stages of that. So we will definitely be in a position to honor um, and respect the gifts that we've received from individuals and families over the years at our old building and our new building, but probably not in a one-to-one match. I see how that works. For those of you who've just joined us, you're listening to Ask a Leader, and my guest in this segment is Director and CEO of the Orange County Museum of Art, Todd Smith. And they at Orange County Museum of Art are on the move right now. Uh, We're talking about the building that will be completed in 2021. Maybe this is a good opportunity for you, Todd, to sort of lay out the schedule before us. Well, the schedule, as you know, with a construction project is, um, is oftentimes more of a wish than it is a reality, yes. and it changes often. Um, but we are moving steadily forward. We're now sitting at the end of December, and in early January, our building project goes before the Costa Mesa Planning Commission for its review. And um, once approved, it'll move pretty quickly then through the spring and early summer, getting us to a place where we should be Uh, considering groundbreaking sometime mid to late 2019. And you have a brand new composition on your Costa Mesa City Council, too. Well, council as well. Uh, Planning Commission, I think, are still the same members that were there last year. Council has changed considerably, and um, depending on how the process goes, it um, and I'm not sure if it goes finally before City Council or because it's already part of an entitled... yes place and land and, and, and zoning that it doesn't need to go before council. We'll, we'll wait to see what the Planning Commission recommends. But no, we're, we're excited to be working with both the Planning Commission and, if need be, the City Council of Costa Mesa to, to move this project forward. They've been very supportive to date. The council members that we've met with prior to the election, everyone sees the great value of this, of realizing the dream of Henry Sagerstrom to, to Make Absolutely. sure that the visual arts were as well represented as an institution within the center as the performing arts were. So we, we think everyone really does feel like this is the right project at the right time. Well, I was wondering while I was putting together some of these talking points about w- this will be an interesting opportunity for the uninvolved, the the pedestrians that you were talking about earlier, but whether we can watch this project unfold to some extent. And are you also going to be setting up a camera? You're going to take like one of those time-lapsed kinds of views of what this construction was all about over the, the term? Yeah, that is that is our intention, to have readily available some ongoing documentation of the construction project. These days, you know, technology has moved so far ahead of where I, I even think about it in terms of what we can capture on film. So I'm 
you know, I'll wait for our general contractor and the yeah. architect to, to let us know what, what the options are. I mean, who knows? There's probably some technology that allows us to to be inside the ground as it's being built around us or something wonderful like that. But we'll just have to wait and see what the technology gives us. Some kind when, of when ready to start art that. drone. I know. I mean, it, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, let's talk then about the current exhibit at the home now for the Orange County Museum of Art. It's located, folks, at 1661 West Sunflower Avenue. Parts of it are labeled as the South Coast Plaza Village. Some parts say it's the South Coast. There's different labels at that corner, but that is where now it's a full, it is a museum. I got a chance to look at it ever so briefly, and so to what extent does the venue at South Coast Plaza Village sort of tee up what is expected with the completion of the building about what we should say about two and a half blocks away? So what we're able to do here at our temporary location, which will be here for, you know, until we're ready to open the new building, um, so roughly three years of operations here in South Coast Plaza Village, we're able to focus in on two parts of our of our history, but also what will be our future. And, our, and we have always been in the forefront as an institution since the 1960s of discovering and presenting new artists and work that has not been seen in Southern California or artists who might not be that well-known outside of their, their homes, whether it's Los Angeles or anywhere else on the West Coast of the U.S. or now all of the Pacific, because we've expanded our, our reach to consider all of the communities that around the Pacific. So what we're doing as part of the, our seasons of exhibitions here, one is to sort of discover artists that we think have something important to say that have not had a chance to, to present work locally, but also sometimes even within the United States. So for instance, our, one of our um, artists is from Shanghai, Ni Yao Yu, and this is his first U.S. exhibition. So you know that has been this discovery uh, DNA has been part of the museum since our founding in the 1960s. And so we, we love that we're able to continue that and do it on a very a very intimate level here in our in our new space. So as you said, we've got six exhibitions, each exhibition dedicated to one, um, one artist, so six artists on view and six different exhibitions. And then the second part of what we're able to do is showcase parts of our permanent collection. Yes. And the reason, give your listeners a little bit of a background, is the museum in, in our old location in Newport Beach did not have galleries dedicated to the permanent collection. Now, we've been collecting since 1968, and I've put together a collection of about 4,500 objects, primarily telling the story of Southern California contemporary art. And we've never had a chance to keep galleries up and let our visitors really get to know our collection. So our new building in at Sagerstrom Center has three-fifths of the exhibition space dedicated to the permanent collection. So that is a, something we're really excited by. But we wanted to have a chance in this temporary location as well to showcase works from the collection. And oftentimes it'll be works that have not been seen by the public either ever or, or in recent memory. So like now we have an exhibition of photography and most of the works have not been on view in well over a decade, if not 15 or 20 years. Yeah. So it allows us to really mine the collection and bring out you know, hidden gems within it. And so we're very happy to be able to do that and proud of the strength of the collection. So that gives, you know, visitors now a little bit of insight into the depth and the wonders of the collection. And then when we're in the new building, really a chance to explore 
the wonderful masterworks in our collection. So I'm just wondering if a portion on the the front in the foyer, if there's a sort of a a way that the Orange County Museum of Art is giving the guests, the patrons, a, a sort of like a running counting of how the progress is made on the new structure? Is there anything like that envisioned? Yes. As we move forward, if you've been in the space, you I was I was briefly, yeah. yes. Yeah, you were. But, but your listeners, if they haven't had a chance to know, when you come into our lobby space, which is a large space, yes. it's, it's dedicated to telling the history of the institution, but also there are models and renderings, and soon there will be a virtual reality fly-through of the new building to give you a sense of what's what's coming as well. And so as we make progress, we'll definitely continue to update the lobby experience so you'll be able to know you know what's going on, as you said, just a few blocks away from us at our permanent site. This is a, it is kind of an extraordinary opportunity. I, I don't know if, if very many museums have done it, had an, a, an opportunity like this in the way it's your stage nearby and uh, you're established and the new one sort of slipping into a well-established culture center. I, maybe something in Manhattan is similar to this, but this just does, as I let it sink in, have a really, there's a, something very special about this opportunity. You know, and there is, there is no other in the U.S. at the moment, there's no other cultural campus that has all of these groups together that are independent. So, you know, SCR, the museum, the Sagerson Center, and then the affiliate organizations with the, with the center, the Symphony, the Philharmonic, the Chorale, all the other groups that perform there. You know, each of us has our own board, our own funding mechanisms. So we're not under the one umbrella, but we are, you know, many institutions on one campus. So that is rather unique. Some other cities can make, a, make an argument, but, but I think it's tough to go as far as, we, as we're going to have all these independent groups working together. And that's what's going to be exciting because we each have our own identity, but we will come together, you know, as other groups already have at the center, and we will be the final piece of it to come together to really do programming that is, you know, that, that draws upon multimedia experiences, draws upon the interdisciplinary of all of the arts. And so that is really a golden opportunity as we move forward, once the building is up and running, to be able to be part of this um, fascinating dialogue. And speaking of dialogues, um, let's let's talk a little bit about the elements of the new museum, the dimensions. There's the exhibition and then the multi-purpose area. There's an education building, a section, a performance space, an expansion space, and I'm, that it could be improved at a later date. And then a rooftop sculptured terrace that can accommodate quite a large group. Talk about some of those aspects that you and Tom Main were, and the board reviewing this, were sort of envisioning about you're adding to the Orange County Museum of Art as a, a museum system. We know we, we have the luxury and, and have enjoyed that luxury of looking at other institu- art museums over the last 20 years that have built new buildings and where they put their focus. And we've also had the luxury of seeing how visitors' interaction with art museum buildings have changed dramatically really in the last 15 years, really in the last five years when you look at it from a, from a social media point of view, that the building becomes, the building is called upon to do a lot more a lot. Than, a, than a more traditional building built in the 30s, 40s, or 50s would be called on to do. So, you know, we, we went into it with our eyes wide open as to the uses of the building beyond the core mission of 
exhibiting and educating. So we wanted to make sure it had a strong physical presence that was inspiring, that was sort of enticing people to come in. We wanted to have several opportunities for large gathering spaces for individuals to come together or for corporations or other nonprofits to use for larger events. So we've, we've mapped those out within the building as well. We wanted to have significant exhibition space, so almost half the building is dedicated to exhibition space, which is really at the higher end for art museums of how much exhibition space makes up of the total square footage. And then we had this little great opportunity to have a roof that you know can accommodate sculpture, can accommodate events. You know, it's be- will be beautifully landscaped, and so for people to be able to enjoy being outside in Southern California, many of us had a chance to go and see the new Whitney Museum in New York, and there's that great opportunity to walk out of the gallery and go outside and go up the back staircase and come back in on another floor into other galleries. And we thought, well, if you can do that in New York, you sure should be able to do it in Southern California, where, right. you, where, the, where the climate is much more accommodating. So we made sure that you're able to do that. You can go off out of the mezzanine gallery, go outside, then come right back into the mezzanine gallery. So um, we wanted to integrate as much outdoor as we could without damaging, of course, the artwork on view. Right. And so there's a, at the top of the, of the entrance on the third floor is this amazing and beautiful education and performance space, which will be able to accommodate you know, small performances, performance artworks, lectures, school classes, uh, meeting space. So that's a really a, a key component of the design. And then finally, we have a, um, an event center on the third level as well, which can accommodate much larger lectures and film showings and also accommodate seated dinners and receptions that open on to the sculpture terrace as well. So, you know, we used as much of our knowledge about what works in other art museums as we could to make sure that every space in the building is utilized at least with one function, sometimes with more than one, just because we, we were mindful of the importance of our footprint and how small we, you know, we wanted to make the building as as small as we could, but as important as it could be at the same time. And it's a little bit of a um, back and forth there, but um, I think it does sort of indicate that we were trying to be as efficient as we possibly could with the building. Well, I'd like to get back again. The artist's, that are going to be at the South Coast Plaza Village location. I've already given the address. And they're going to be there till March 17 of 2019. And I, I, you might want to briefly, as we're wrapping much of what we're going to talk about, the museum, the, the artist here that people are, you, you mentioned Ni Yu Yu's dust paintings, but I want to call out our own neighbor from nearby the station is Mariangeles Soro Diaz, Everyday Grappling Operations. It's, she gets two big, huge corners with her canvas and her, her cloth. Yeah, so what our curatorial team was able to do was put together this, these six artists you know, some from as close as as Irvine, um, Mary Angelis, and then others from as far away as Shanghai, all, you know, together in this one moment, in this one institution. And, you know, there's there's no overarching theme. We didn't organize it so that the works all work together. Just rather we went the opposite way and we said these are six artists that we think are really truly on to some great ideas and are exploring things that we want to give them a venue for. And so that'll be our approach over the next 
five seasons that we do here in our temporary location is to really seek out those artists, whether they're local, regional, international, all from the Pacific area, with those who have a real expansive vision of what the visual arts can be. And we've set some of these exhibitions up, too, so that there's performance elements to them. So over the run of these exhibitions, which are about five and a half months each, there will be lots of moments where the exhibitions will take on a different feeling because there will be a performance by the artist in the space. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, so I would definitely encourage listeners to check out ocmaexpand.org, which is our new website for our temporary location. So it's org, And we keep that up to date with all the information about what's coming up. We've got a whole host of activities beginning uh, back in January for visitors to come and explore and meet these artists and hear more about them and also watch them and some of them in live performances. So I let you know in advance, I was going to ask the new structure, but no new directors or CEOs for the while, correct? You mean no new... Um, I don't You'll plan be on there going for a while. <laughs> I don't plan on going anywhere. <laughs> so wait, um, I have to ask that. Well, so this, we're going to do our best to make sure you're on the map in your new location. And I, and I must say, people are used to brand new spaces, pop-up spaces being used to present fine art, present art. So it's the newness of your facility there, really. We, we all know what to do with that. So that, it's a natural setting there for us to experience the utmost there with those wonderful artists now exhibiting. So, Todd Smith, I really appreciate your presenting this to us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, and I hope everyone has a chance to come and check us out. We are free admission, and we're open Thursday through Sundays. My guest was director and CEO of the Orange County Museum of Art, Todd Smith, and as they say over there, locally relevant and internationally significant over there. Todd, as always, such a pleasure. Thank you for your time and happy holidays to you. Thanks, Claudia. Same to you and your listeners. Thank you.